What's up, everybody, and welcome to List This, where we list and you listen. I'm Josh, and as always, I'm joined by Jim. Hey, what's going on, guys? And Wade. Hey there. Happy Valentine's Day, gentlemen. Hope that you're uh, doing something special. Uh, I'm working. (laughs) Wade's going to take his girlfriend out. Jim's going to take his cat out. And... uh, (laughs) Get some get a nice dinner. Yeah, we actually have Fancy a feast. reservations at uh, apparently the premier steakhouse in all of Chicago. So I'm pretty excited. Whoa. Ooh. Yeah, my girlfriend made the reservation. She told me all about it. I didn't know we were sh- showing up. I didn't know we were <laughs> in the company of a celebrity. I know. Whoa. <laughs> I'm not worthy. Wait, you didn't? <laughs> I do now. Uh, cool. So... This episode is going to be Valentine's Day related. We're doing uh, top three romantic comedies, and I'm really excited about this. And I just realized that when I made my list, I did a top five. So now I have to go back and (laughs) chop two of these things off, and that really bums me out. So here we go. But without any further ado... Let's go ahead and start with number three. Number three. Wade, since you are celebrity status, you want to kick us off with your number three? Oh man, do I ever. My number three is a relatively recent, uh, early 2000s, I believe it was, movie called Knocked Up. Uh, Ooh, starring nice. a couple of my favorite modern comedians, Seth Rogen and Paul Rudd. Uh, my main reason that I picked this movie is not really the romantic aspect of it, but the bromantic aspect of it. Uh, whenever these guys go to Las Vegas to get away from their uh, seemingly miserable, crazy love lives that they're interacting with, the chemistry on screen is just, I could watch this movie all day. These guys just go back and forth. They're tripping on mushrooms. They're going to Cirque du Soleil and all the chairs are talking to them in the hotel room. <laughs> so it was more the bromance factor that I chose this movie, uh, I guess for number three, since it's not really, I guess they could maybe have like a side thing going on behind their wives' backs. I don't know. But uh, yeah, that was mine. Um, I thought it was very funny. Uh, everybody's uh, kind of all the cast and the chemistry between the entire cast, I guess since they've worked together so many times before, uh, just kind of put it up there in top three for me. I think uh, I agree. Uh, I love that even in like a romantic, uh, a, a romantic, or as you put it, a bromantic comedy, there's still like for a Seth Rogen movie, there's still so much like drug usage and stuff like that. <laughs> like, of course, of course. It's like, yeah, I'm taking her out on a date, but first I'm going to get really high. Like, why why would you have the Seth, the Seth Rogen out there? <laughs> 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 Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you, James Franco? <laughs> since you're in that movie as well, because you're in every movie. Um, that was the movie that actually was more or less. I don't want to say prequel, but it kicked off. Uh, this is forty, correct? Correct. Yes. Uh, 
I've only seen This Is 40. I can only recall bits and pieces of it, but I know Paul Rudd is the central character, him and his wife, uh, from Knocked Up. They're kind of the central characters in This Is 40. Yeah, they look, they're talking about getting old and stuff, I think. Like, it's one of those... Uh... It's not a coming of age movie. It's like a an of age movie or something. It's a movie about old people. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, forty is the new twenty, so. Whatever. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Jim wouldn't know about that. He's like, I don't know, twenty six. Like, he's like twelve or something. It's a young, young buck. This young guy over yep. here. <clears throat> yep. The young, the youngest. Uh, I do appreciate that you kicked the list off with, again, not a like a straight up romantic comedy. It was a little, a little more diluted than that, which I, I appreciate. It's not just like oh, guy meets girl, girl they fall in love, all that stuff, and it's funny. It's like a situation that they really don't want to be in, <laughs> but then they end right. up appreciating it. Yeah, it's uh, you know, he obviously the movie's called Knocked Up, so he that he has like a. I don't know if you want me to go into too much detail at this point. Yeah. I mean, plot and stuff. I mean, he has, he has a one night stand and gets her pregnant basically. Oopsies. Right. Yeah. I mean, the big oopsies. And then (laughs) the plot ensues. This would be, this would be the perfect place to put in, like just to insert an ad for condoms. (laughs) (laughs) Trojan man. (laughs) Uh, Nice. Jim, I'm going to send it over to you, sir. I want to hear your number three. Uh, my number three is going to be the. You were. It's funny that you were talking about how Wade's wasn't like your classic like rom com rom com type of deal. Like it's a little bit more diluted because mine is going to be the exact opposite. It's going to be very classic rom com. Um, this. Uh, I'm trying to figure out the. Uh, I had it. Oh, this 1999 film starring. Uh, everyone's favorite Joker, Heath Ledger, is going to be 10 Things I Hate About You. Love it. Um, I don't even know how I ended up watching this movie, to be honest. I think it was just on, and I just changed it, and turned, I actually ended up liking it. Um, but it was a lot younger, so I didn't realize it was like in the rom-com genre. But I mean, this is this is going to be your classic, like, you know, guy meets girl, or girl meets guy, uh, you know, guy, because uh, he's kind of like the... Uh, what, what, what was he he was kind of like like the new the new kid to school and he was like the bad boy and, and she yeah like, he was like the motorcycle riding like, yeah dude cool. like you know yeah like with john travolta yep. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um and so she starts to fall for him but she hates it because she hates him because she, like you know he doesn't he you know he he doesn't want him to be what she wants he's a blowhard and she's like yeah. not into it no but but he, in the end, in the end, she ends up falling in love with him, yeah. and he falls in love with her, and that's where you get that spectacular scene of him singing across the bleachers to her while she's at soccer practice. Um, oh, it's fantastic! Oh, it's so good. But I mean, this one's got like a pretty good, like you know, pretty good. Well, I don't want to say pretty good cast, but like decent cast i mean the heath ledger is the star you got julia styles who's you know the female lead of it then you have joseph gordon levitt mm-hmm. in this um david crumholt who is probably one of my favorite characters uh in that movie let me see here who else i don't, I don't think Gab- I you'll know it. it's he's got one of those like when you see his face you know like it, it's just it's very he's got one of those faces uh larry miller's in a gabrielle union 
Um, they're all people that, like, you know, if you were to, like, look at it or look at them, you would not you would recognize them from something. That's funny. I know David Krumholtz as Bernard from the Santa Claus. Yeah! Bernard! That's, that's who he is. You know okay, what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, know exactly been in what you're talking about. Like, uh, what else? Uh, Harold and Kumar. He was, like, the across-the-room yep. mate guy. Yep. <laughs> Harold and Kumar. Great. Yeah, so, so, so that's what I'm saying, because you see him and you know you know him from something. A lot of those people I listed yeah. off, like I said, Larry Miller and Gabrielle Union, you look at both of them and you're like, oh, I know them from something. Yeah. Like, you know, you, you may not be able to put it together right away, but they've been in, in a lot of stuff that you've seen. Um, but I don't know, man. It was like so cool, fun fact. This is adapted from Shakespeare's uh, play, The Taming of the Shrew. Yeah. Um, so, which is which is kind of a cool thing, because if anyone like ever did high school, theater or anything like that taming of the shrew is a big one that is done uh so yeah i mean there's not much to really say i kind of gave a quick yeah. very quick plot summary in in hindsight i probably should have gone second because mine ties in closer to, to wade's but i'm fine with it because we had That's a okay. we had a breather uh <laughs> good good choice i do i love 10 things i hate about you oh, i, I dude, love it so good um my number three is gonna be tied to wade's choice kind of (laughs) like i just said mine is going to be a uh it's in the same vein of having a baby it's going to be a 1995 film uh called nine months you guys ever seen nine months Mm -mm. no so nine months has a has a great cast it's also directed by chris columbus who did the first like three or four uh harry potter films it stars hugh grant who hasn't been in a movie in how long? Is that Julianna Moore? <laughs> yep, Julianne Moore, uh, Tom Arnold, Joan Cusack, Jeff Goldblum, Robin Williams. Wow. And, uh, oh, my God. And, oh, there, I see thought Tom Arnold's, yep. And the, uh, and the score is actually by Hans Zimmer, who is a very famous uh, musician oh, or composer. Yeah, but it's, you know, it's, it's such an old movie. I don't expect you guys to know, you know, it's just one of those things that I watched. I think I watched it as a kid or something like that, and I enjoyed it. And I just remembered it as I grew up. And it essentially it's just about Hugh Grant and Julianne Moore get pregnant. And it's this funny, like they, you follow them as they, you know, as she gets pregnant and then you follow her as she, her water breaks and she gives birth. And there's all these kind of crazy <laughs> situational things that happen. Like they're driving, uh, Hugh Grant's driving to the, the hospital and he hits a, hits a guy on a bike and breaks his leg. So he's like, get in the car. And he like, he like almost hits a woman and has a heart attack or something like that. And he's like, get in the car. So there's like all these crazy, there's all these crazy things. So, um, I, I was laughing because I just read like a very quick, like synopsis of, mm-hmm. of the movie. And if you, if you would give me a couple minutes to, or like, you know, 30 seconds to read this real quick, mm-hmm. cause it just, the whole thing is just was great. So when successful child psychologist and one time playboy, Samuel Faulkner, Hugh Grant, hears that his girlfriend, Rebecca, Julianne Moore is pregnant he panics as Faulkner's crippling fear of commitment sets in Rebecca decides to leave him realizing he wants to spend his life with her Faulkner struggles to come to terms with the gravity of impending fatherhood a a struggle helped in no way by the antics of Rebecca's bumbling obstetrician Eastern Bloc refugee Dr. Kosovich played by Robin Williams yep yeah but like the dude like just everything from the first like from the first sentence to the very last was just like very expertly like spelled out yep and then i actually saw that um 
there's a, a ballet class that they attend or something like that. And Zelda, Zelda Williams is actually one of the girls in that class as a, as a young child. So that's interesting. That's uh, Robin Williams daughter. Okay. So that's, that's really interesting, but it didn't get good. It didn't do well. It, it got 26% on, uh, based off 27 reviews uh, on Rotten Tomatoes. So it's one of those things, I guess I just like, you know, movies that aren't great with the critics, which I don't really care what the critics say anyway. You know, yeah. Be so. your own critic. Yeah. <laughs> when did uh, when did that movie come out again? Nineteen ninety five. Definitely gonna uh, go back and give it a watch. It's it's good. Yeah, I would recommend it. Now let's go to number two. Number two. Wade, numero two. Oh. <laughs> numero dos. So my numero dos is going to be Crazy Stupid Love. Nice. This movie kind of played out more like a Tarantino, not like a Tarantino film, more like a, you know, like a gangster heisty kind of interwoven, uh, lots of twists and turns kind of. The main character is played by Steve Carell, and he's living the American dream, or so it seems. He's married to Julianne Moore, of course. Oh. Uh, She's in a lot of these rom-coms it seems but uh he goes i believe he i haven't seen it in a while but it's on tv around every valentine's day and it's always on because another great cast but steve carell i guess ends up at a bar uh, i think he and his wife have a fight and he goes to just blow off steam and he meets ryan gosling's character who is kind of like a, a kind of like a player kind of like a hitch type character like a i don't know if he's like a relationship counselor or Gotcha. Whatever Hitch was, he's kind of like a, a guide, a dude guide. A dude guide. A, a like dude that. guide. A dude guide. He oh, guides wow. dudes to the, to the <laughs> ladies. <laughs> Man, if only we had those when we were growing up. Well, I'm sure we did. <laughs> we just couldn't afford them. We just, yeah. <laughs> I, surely but, didn't, uh, I surely didn't meet them in a bar. That's... No, no. I think that he was like, a, he planted himself there, and that's kind of how he got his business or something like that. Gotcha. But he his character ends up falling in love with, I want to say, I'm not sure if they were related or, it's been a while, boys. I, I think apologize. so, yeah. No, 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 because I've seen that one, but it's like, that one is really vague because it's like, I watched it once, like there's just happenstance. And I ran into the same thing where you kind of, at the end, you're kind of like, I don't really remember what I just watched <laughs> because it was a lot that was happening. So, but I remember it being good yeah, <laughs> or enjoying like a, it. It's a romantic, sexy tornado of emotion and double crossing and just twists, I guess. Um, the cast definitely looks promising. Ryan Gosling's love interest is, what's her name? Emma Stone? Yep. Yeah. And she looks great in that movie. She's just. It, and then you have uh, Marissa Tomei, Kevin Bacon, and apparently Josh Groban is in it as well. Yeah, I saw the that. The, um, the Groves. It's basically it's basically the the <laughs> Departed of the rom com world. There you go. All That's right. why it's my number two. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I dig that. So yeah, if you listen to the previous episode that I debuted on, you'll know why. Mm, good good episode Ooh, plug. That is a good episode plug. <laughs> Cool. Jim. Um, cool. I'm actually super excited about my number two. Um, this would have been made number one, but there was one that tops this one for me. 
but this is a fun one uh, with featuring Ryan Reynolds. Uh, the only time we've ever had a chance to see him fat. Uh, so fat Ryan Reynolds in 2005 is just friends. That's not amazing. The, wait, I gotta look that one up. That's that. I'm thinking of. Uh, I'm thinking of the proposal. I gotta. I gotta look up fat Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> just look up just friends. He's literally fat on the cover. Like guy because he like amy smart is plays his love interest so they were basically high school friends and he was like deeply in love with her and so but he was fat and had no shot with it he got ridiculed and and everything and he grew up and moved out and became the good looking man that we all know today of ryan reynolds and went back to his hometown for something i don't remember exactly what it was and that's when like everything kind of gets real rocky between them two because she, I don't think ever left, you know, she's run it. She's had her run-ins with like, you know, bad boyfriends or whatever in the past. And he comes back and he's unsure because of the shit that he went through in high school, you know, but he's very, I, I don't know how to describe it. Like it, it's, he's very scarred from his childhood. Insecure. Uh, maybe. Yeah. There you go. That's the word. Yes. That's the word. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, he did. Until he went back to his hometown, where he where he went through a lot of that stuff. So um, the cast of this one isn't quite as like big of a uh, as big of a, a bill as we've seen in past ones. But I mean, you do have like Anna Faris um, part of this. I think Chris Klein is a is a name that I yeah Chris Klein. I recognize that name for sure from uh, American Pie. I was gonna say Stephen Root also is uh, he was. Uh, Milton in Office Space. Oh, okay, yeah. And he also played. Uh, he also played. He also played. Excuse me. Fuchs in uh, in Barry as well. Which, okay, Jim, you haven't seen yeah. Barry, but no. Um, but he's he is in Brooklyn Nine Nine as well. He plays okay. uh one of the uh oh god one of the guys' father in Brooklyn Nine Nine, which makes, is a show I've been watching recently. That makes so much sense. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah i don't know man this is this is another one so okay with the exception of my number one uh all of these ones are one i've just kind of caught on daytime television and just never turned away from for some reason and i don't i don't even know how it ended up that way but that's uh yeah yeah that's pretty much how my whole list goes is is i've caught this on somehow like somehow on daytime television and and just ended up liking it for some reason and you're realizing later that it's a rom-com and not even thinking twice about it my number two, I'm only, I'm saying that because what I'm going to say plays off exactly what you just said. I okay. watch, I watch this movie, not because it's a rom-com, but because of the subject matter, not the romantic subject matter, but because the, like the plot overall interested me. Um, okay. So my number two is going to be a 2017, so pretty recent uh, film called The Big Sick. Okay, with uh, Kumail Nanjiani, right? Nanjiani, yes, sir. Yeah. Have you seen it? I haven't it? seen that one. No, I haven't, but I saw the poster and I recognized him immediately when I was looking up, doing research for this list. Wait, I'm going to take your silence as you have not seen it either. <laughs> I have not seen it, but I know Judd Apatow directed it. No. Or produced it or was involved I, somehow. Yeah, so he produced it. Uh, Michael Showalter actually directed it. Okay. Who is? And I love I love the that actor in uh, Silicon Valley. Oh, Kumail. Yeah. Yes. He's fantastic. He also does really good stand up. Dude, um, he's so funny. So, and then you have uh, Holly Hunter. Starlight Lounge. You have Holly Hunter, and you have Ray Romano, which Ray Romano was fantastic in that movie. He was probably one of my favorite parts. 
But the reason that this film interested me so much is because Kumail Nanjiani is married to a woman named Emily Gordon. Uh, Emily Gordon wrote this screenplay. It was her first screen screenplay she's ever written uh, that, you know, that got made into a film, I assume. Uh, but this film is based off of their life. So Emily Gordon got sick. She went into a coma. Kumail had to, you know, go against his culture because he's Pakistani. And they basically took that experience and fictionalized it into a screenplay. And so you're watching like what Kumail and his wife had to go through. And it's, it's just really interesting that it's based off such a true, a true event. And why is it called The Big Sick? Because Kumail falls in love with this girl. Uh, she's American, you know, in, in Pakistani, and they uh, arrange marriages. Right. He falls in love with this girl. It goes against his culture. The girl gets sick, and uh, she has a lung infection, and she gets placed into a coma. Oh, wow. So it's like The Big Sick, yeah. So And he's he's trying to, you know... I forget, I forget exactly what happened. Uh, they, they break up and then she gets sick. So he tries to like convince her parents, you know, that he wants to help her out and they don't want anything to do with him and stuff. And there's just, there's a bunch of drama, but overall it is a romantic comedy. There's a lot of uh, quirky, funny parts in it. Let's see. It won. Let's see. It was nominated for uh, best screenplay. Actually the Academy Awards, it, uh, it had a $5 million budget. It grossed $56 million. And that's all I got to say, other than you should go watch it because it's funny. And it's that one actually, and it's I do want to watch that because of, honestly, because of Kumail Nanjiani. Like, yeah. I, that's, he's the reason why yeah. I would want to go into watching a, uh, you know, watching that movie. That's fine. Show up for Kumail, stay for Ray Romano. <laughs> that's all, <laughs> that's all I'm going to say. Yes, all no right. I can't, I can't, <laughs> I can't see, uh, Ray Romano the same anymore after uh, Ice Age because now all the pictures is just a mammoth. Like, I mean that's fair, but he's. I mean, granted, yeah. I knew him before that movie too because I used to watch uh, Everybody Loves Was It Everybody Loves Raymond. Yeah, yeah, I used to watch that growing up. All right, are we uh, are we already on number one? I'm not used to moving this. Uh... Yeah, no, we're flying yeah, through this. It's strolling right along here. Sounds good. We'll probably still hit two hours somehow. Uh... Yeah, right. <laughs> That's our superpower. Wade, uh, actually, before Wade, let's go ahead and do the intro to the number one so I can have a place to put it. Number one. Wade, what's your number one? My number one Uh-oh. is a classic classic. It was released in 1987 based on the fantasy novel, The Princess Bride. Oh, my God. That's my number, number one. one. <laughs> I, I'm glad I went first then because I knew this would well, no. happen. We're gonna have a joint. No, we're gonna have a joint conversation okay. about this. Like, yeah, because yeah, no, this movie was like, this movie is fantastic, dude. I I think we used to watch this in school, like junior high, maybe high school. They would just put it on because it is just the most fun movie. You wouldn't oh, think it's a rom com at all. Anya no. the Giant is in it. Oh God, yeah, Harry dude. Hules? Is that how you say his last name? I, I always thought uh, it was Elvis. I think it's Elvis. I think it's Elvis, yeah. I think. But he's great. He's a, a young, you know, suave-looking dude back then. and He's a former stable boy of the princess, and mm-hmm. they've been separated. The jolly pirate. And then the, the band of the villains. I forget the, old, the older bald guy's name. Uh, oh, uh, 
So his name is Wallace Shawn. His yeah. character name is Vizzini. 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 Inconceivable. Yeah. <laughs> That's... Just so iconic, so quotable. Oh, yeah. You and put I the poison really in mine. Put it on, <laughs> or it's on TV, and I'll just have to sit well, down then... and stop everything I'm doing and watch it. Well, then you got, like, then you got Mandy Patinkin. Like, you know, you, you, you know, like, you killed my father, not prepared to die. Like, you know, yeah. that was such a, like, classic role now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. My name is Diego Montoya. You <laughs> killed my father. Let us, oh, dude, it's so good. Let us not forget that outside of the fantasy world, you had Fred Savage. Yeah, I did a young Fred Savage. Yeah, and the, whole, the whole thing was, you know, just a grandpa reading his, trying to get his little grandson to go to sleep. He's the, the classic little kid, not interested in kissing and girls yet, probably. Oh, yeah, no. He's like, oh, yeah. grandpa's going to read me a romance novel? No, thanks. <laughs> Gross. He totally plays D&D. Fred Savage, if he gets all into Princess Bride, that's like... Oh, the... wait, Fred Savage's character? Yeah. Or Fred Savage himself? Okay. No, 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 <laughs> Fred Savage. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised, but Fred Savage's <laughs> character in that in that film, totally. Oh. Wait, did he play himself as a child in that movie? No, it says his character's name is The Grandson. <laughs> okay, I thought we were having like a fiction, non-fiction crossover. <laughs> which makes it an even better movie. I also want to mention... Uh, Two things. Billy Crystal's also in it. Um, oh, yeah, he's, yeah, he's a forest wizard. Yeah. yeah. Miracle Max. There it is. Miracle Max. Oh, um, and then I just want to mention also, when I went to film school, I took a like a movement class and we actually did the uh, the sparring when they're when Inigo and uh, oh God, what's his name? Uh, Wesley face off against one another in sword fight. We actually did that, and so I think the um, the choreography and stuff was really awesome as well. Like, yeah, was that, oh yeah. Was that when he was uh, like the dead, like limp, or was that not? It's that was shortly after. Okay. Yeah, it's when they climbed up the it was yep. when they climbed up the the mountainside and uh, they rested and and they both both characters were at one hundred percent for when they went into their battle because they wanted to be a noble battle. Yeah. So. They got they like sword fight up the stairs and then Wesley does like like balance bar swing bar whatever it is and does flips and all kind of crazy stuff. Yeah, it's, uh, uh, this the Princess Bride is directed by Rob Reiner. I don't know if that like does anything for anybody, but that was just an interesting. The only thing that does for me is remind me of South Park Rob Reiner who just eats yes, all the time. Yes, yes. All the time. That's all I can think about. <laughs> I can just see like eating pie and directing Butter. Princess Bride. Butter! <laughs> My goo! Um, <laughs> do you guys have anything else you want to add about Princess Bride before we move to my totally unrelated <laughs> number one pick? There's so much I could talk about the Princess Bride, but I don't know. I don't know if there's much else to say for a podcast. Um, I can't find anywhere that Fred Savage plays D&D for the record. I've been looking it up. <laughs> Well, that's also, a rumor. That's a rumor you heard yeah, here first. Yeah, Reiner is a great director. Yeah, he's directed <laughs> quite a few things, right? I mean, forgive my ignorance, but oh, he did a uh, Spinal Tap. He did. I want to say he did. Oh, uh, when Harry met Sally. Sorry, I just looked it up. What? Um, Stand by me. Stand misery. by me. What? Yep. Misery. Yep. Few Good Men. Bucket List. Oh my list. god, dude. Oh my god. And then he did uh, Shock and Awe, which everybody knows what that is. Yeah. Just kidding. 
He was a narrator in a small ball. Oh, wait. I may not be looking up director. Anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Oops. Oopsie. Well. Oh, no. He, oh, no, he produced Shock and Awe. Whatever. Anyway. I'm the worst. No, he directed it. He did direct it. I stand corrected okay, there you go. to my correction. That's so funny, though. I was just trying to look up a terrible movie that everybody should know that he directed, but I don't know. I guess Shock and Awe is the one. <laughs> All right. You guys ready for my number one? <laughs> yeah, go for it. I feel so distant from you guys right now. <laughs> <laughs> my number one is going to be such a cheesy romantic comedy, but I love it. You can judge me. I don't care. I am already. It's it's a little ditty called He's Just Not That Into You. Is that uh, Matthew McConaughey? No. no that's, uh, I'm sorry. That's this... Um, so this film was uh, 2009. Um, it was produced by uh, New Line Cinema and Flower Films, which is a uh, Drew Barrymore's production company now the cast for this is incredible i'm going to read you some of the cast and i th i think you're going to be blown away um so you have ben affleck jennifer aniston drew barrymore jennifer conley kevin conley who was uh e in uh entourage bradley cooper scarlett johansson justin long natasha legero which is the the roaster who's on all the roasts the roasts yeah um luis guzman who is the uh the oh. the penis showing game and waiting <laughs> sorry. And, and other stuff yeah. sorry i had to is he was in a recent commercial i think a super bowl commercial or the yeah. snickers one where they fed it to the world and he's like it's working but so this movie is based off a self-help book actually and it follows uh, four different storylines. And I'm not going to get into all of them, but it's basically, it includes like, I'm trying to think of the word, like being unfaithful, being overbearing. Uh, Drew Barrymore is looking for like a new, you know, she's looking for her, her match. It's just all, it's four different storylines. And I think they're all kind of related. Like they all kind of know each other. But it's just it's it's just great. It's funny. It's quirky. It's cute. Uh, it's romantic, obviously. But it it's just all around good. I enjoyed it. To to show you how well that it did, it had a forty million dollar budget. It grossed one hundred and seventy eight million. Uh, one hundred seventy eight million. So it did uh, pretty good. Forty one percent on Rotten Tomatoes. So not the best. But I don't expect romantic comedies to get. It's not a. It's not a marvel film so it's not going to get <laughs> damn we did martin martin scorsese join our podcast <laughs> <laughs> that's not real cinema <laughs> that seems to be a trend with uh romantic comedies they're very not low budget but lower budget, yeah but everybody goes and sees them or they're dragged to go and see them <laughs> i've i've noticed that trend with comedies in general okay. they normally yeah. they normally don't do well with critics but comedy, like comedy, I'm assuming romantic comedy falls into that. Um, but comedy is so subjective that like, yeah. like for instance, 
Daddy's Home, the Will Ferrell and Mark Wahlberg movie. I love that movie. Got destroyed by the critics. But so like you said, I'm my own critic. If it looks good to me, I'll see it. I don't I don't even look at like critic reviews anymore, honestly. Because... We're the critics here. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, no, I mean, I completely agree. Like, it's very I mean, because there's like there's comedy movies that like you guys might like that I can't stand or whatever, you know, like I'm not always the biggest Seth Rogen fan. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? It's just stuff like that is like, because you're, I mean, that's why they don't do super well in, you know, in theaters or in, in box offices. It, a lot of times they can be very niche. Yeah. So to end off again, I would just highly recommend this film. Uh, even if it's not like with a significant other or something like that, I've watched it alone numerous times. It's, I still think it's great. Oh, um, I know. <laughs> I don't think I've ever watched it with my wife. Actually, I might have to do that. Nice. Let's go ahead and <laughs> I don't know where to go. So let's go to honorable mentions. <laughs> Wade. Am I kick- kicking this off as well? Yes, you are, sir. Let's do it. All right. So my honorable mention, uh, this came about, I've seen this movie multiple times. Uh, it's got a very good, very wholesome underlying message on top of the romance and the comedy. It stars my very favorite, my very, very favorite musician slash actor slash comedian, Jack Black. The movie is called Shallow Hell. Oh, oh nice. Okay. Oh, man. Okay, I forgot about that movie. Starring opposite uh, Gwyneth Paltrow, uh, yep. who, like Ryan Reynolds and Just Friends, was in a fat suit. Um, <laughs> it kind of... <laughs> I think there was a curse involved. Uh, he went to go see like a fortune teller or a tarot reader or something like that. It's been a been a long time. <laughs> That's right. But uh, he goes there and he's he's a very arrogant kind of superficial kind of dude who's not. I mean, he's not the best looking guy. He's you know he's Jack Black, but he's, he's got freaking like, sexy, dude. I don't know what you're yeah. talking about. <laughs> but in this movie, he's got like goofy ass side. That's birds. fair. That's fair. <laughs> like, you know, early 2000s Jack Black. He's not seasoned. Yet. <laughs> I do like the I do like the peppered beard that he has now. So he goes and sees this fortune teller slash tarot card reader, and I believe he gets cursed. He's I guess looking for love in all the wrong places because he's so superficial and he can't see the beauty within anyone. So I guess this the he gets the curse upon him of some kind of sight where he only sees the beauty within. No matter who the person is, he goes out with his friends to the club which is Jason Alexander, one of his close friends who has spray-on hair. And and in almost every scene, especially the club scene, his hair is, like, running the entire scene. It's, like, oozing down his head. Oh, it looks awful, yeah. Isn't that part of his character that, like, he actually does it? I think so. Okay. That's funny. But he's also kind of, you know, he's a little little goofy-looking guy, so they're not, like, ladies' men by any means, but he's got the sight go in and he sees all these very unattractive women in you know to the naked eye but they're obviously very beautiful on the inside so he's kind of trying to find his way and he i don't think he's aware of the curse until i'm not sure if he goes back or if he finds out somehow but he ends up falling for gwyneth paltrow who i don't know where they meet either it's been a long time (laughs) but they meet Yes. They do meet. They do end up falling. <laughs> if not, it wouldn't be a movie if they didn't. <laughs> he ends up without the sight and sees you know everybody for who they really are and 
in the end, it doesn't matter because it doesn't matter. It shouldn't matter. A lesson was learned. Right. Curse or not. I'm looking up the cast for this film, and there's so many people in this film that I didn't, that I don't remember. For instance, Dolph Ziggler. What? Right. <laughs> that was my reaction. He's a Wait, he was Dolph he, he was a he was a nightclub goer. I guess he was in the nightclub scene. Darius Rucker. I was just gonna say that. Yeah, I saw him come up. <laughs> Hootie Mike Rucker, who I I don't know if that's his brother or not, but. <laughs> Hey, can you uh, can you guys let my brother do it? He really wants to do it. <laughs> Wait, is he the blowfish? Actually, a Farrelly brothers. Yeah, uh, which something about Mary? Uh, what was the one they did before that? Yeah, that one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Dumb and Dumber. Oh yeah, yeah. They also did movie forty three, which I've never seen, but was another one. Oh, Kingpin too. Okay. Stuck on you, Osmosis Jones. Osmosis Jones, dude. Me, oh myself my and God. Irene. Yep. Oh, that's a good yep. one. Yep. Very, very well-known comedy directors. Yep. So them paired with Jack Black, I'm sure they came a calling. Oh, yeah. He made his debut, and they're like, we got to get this guy. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. He's so yeah. good. But yeah, that is my honorable mention. Shallow Hell. Very nice. Um, yeah, cool. Mine's going to be a lot less funny. Uh, it's got, it's got some moments in it. Um, and it's another one where you don't realize that it is, it's got like a hint of romance to it. I don't want to go as far as calling it a, uh, romance or a rom-com, but it's, uh, 1994, uh, starring, uh, Tom Hanks. I almost said the name of the movie saying that we sang, but it's Forrest Gump. Uh, it's got some, it's not necessarily a... Uh... Oh, no. That's what I'm saying. But it's got like a lot of it's got a lot of romantic undertones to it between him and, and Jenny, because you can see it throughout the entire movie. Jenny. Uh, Jedi. I'll I'll let it slide, but I'll I'm, <laughs> okay. I'm, but I'm gonna tell you why I disagree after you finish your, your thing. Okay. I mean I can come up with a different one too if you really want me to. Um, but I did actually see that one come up in a list. When you look up romance movies, it does come up on a list. I mean, that's, that's um, totally fair. You could think it's a rom-com. I don't think it's a rom-com, and I'll tell you I why. don't think it's a rom-com. But this, I, a, I never said it was a rom-com. But this list is rom-coms. <laughs> yeah, oh, then we must have changed it then, because we we decided on romance movies, including rom-coms. Oh, I mean, that's fine. That's fine. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. No, no, that's my fault then. That was miscommunication. I, I, okay. I, still, don't, I still don't think it's a romance movie. Yeah, but I mean that's that's debatable somewhat. Right. So here's my reason since uh, okay. since we're just We've gonna talked to, yeah. <laughs> since we're just gonna keep going around. I think that Jenny, you've seen the memes and stuff. I think that Jenny used Forrest. It may have been a romance film from his perspective, but I don't think okay she was in it for the romance. I think that she took advantage of him I, because she left. She left him when I feel like, you know, he needed her or whatever. He's like, he never even realized it. Yeah. And then she came back and she's like, hey, I love you again. By the way, I have AIDS and I'm going to die. Oh, here's here's a no. That that makes sense. Here's AIDS and here's a kid. I'm going to die now. No. Yeah. That I mean, that makes sense. I can see that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Here's a couple of things I forgot to tell you about. 
Yeah, no, I mean, this is that's why I put it on my honorable mention because I'm like, this isn't inherently a romance movie. Yeah. Um, but like seeing it come up on a list, I mean, I can do there's like so many other movies that I could put on here. Like I could put William Shakespeare, Romeo and Juliet I mean, on here. Honestly, because that's if you're gonna keep Forrest Gump on there, I would say a better like romantic or bromantic, as Wade coined in the beginning of the show, would be between Forrest and Lieutenant Dan. Yeah. Or Forrest and Bubba. Or Forrest and Bubba. Yeah, I mean, there's, yeah. there's definitely like, you know. That's what I'm saying is like, that's why I put it on an honorable mention because there's yeah. there's romantic undertones to it, especially from, you know, because obviously Jenny like like had something for Forrest. Otherwise, they wouldn't have had a kid together. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Um. So like there's, there's definitely romantic undertones to mm-hmm. it, which is why, like I said, it's on honorable. It can't go any higher than that because the movie is not – about the romance of Jenny and, and right. Forrest. It's about Forrest's like, you know, journey through life and, mm-hmm. and his his lessons and everything that he learns and goes through. You know, that's what the movie's about. Yeah. Uh, but you know, I, I still I mean it's a very classic movie. It's a very well known movie. It's you know one that everyone will talk about. Like if you were to, you know, talk about Tom Hanks usually comes mm-hmm. up in that. And plus I mean it's a very well quoted movie. I don't know if it's a if it's a good quoting of mm-hmm. the movie because it's kind of in like poking fun right at it, uh, which is a little unfortunate but i mean i'm guilty of it too so i can't really say i can't really say too much i do i do love the movie it's also directed by robert zemeckis who did such okay. classics as back to the future castaway polar express so this guy likes Tom Hanks. Like Tom <laughs> yeah, Hanks. Yeah. And why wouldn't he? Tom Hanks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Tom Hanks is just like, Jim showed me the opening uh, monologue, Ricky Gervais's opening monologue at the Golden Globes. <laughs> and just 2020 Golden Globes. And just watching Tom Hanks's face just made me, made me as he, uncomfortable as Tom Hanks. He hated that. Oh my God. He hated that. I thought he was like, I don't, I don't know. I thought he was, Gonna somewhat laugh at that, but he was very uncomfortable with the whole situation. Some other, uh, so another movie that Robert Zemeckis did, and not to get too off topic, just a film that I want people to be aware of because I want to see it is Welcome to Marwin. Uh, I've been wanting to see that. Uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar with with Marwin. There was a documentary also. Mm-hmm. There's a uh, there was a man who is Mark Hogan Camp, who was basically beaten and all of his memories were lost. And so he builds this fake like world war two town with these figurines and stuff. And that's his, like his release. And it's, it's really fascinating, but not to get, sorry, not to get too off topic, but that's not a romantic comedy. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> I like Forrest Gump. Plus it's, plus it's a, uh, a very quotable movie. You know, everybody in the world says run for us, Gump at one or one run for us, run, 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 run for us, Gump. Run yeah. for us, Gump. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure somebody says that in that movie. I'm sure. Yeah. But yeah. Like, it, uh, no, I'm not. I'm going to stop talking about Forrest Gump. We're getting off topic here. <laughs> <laughs> I got to cut out the modeling part. <laughs> <That's ridiculous. laughs> Is it my turn? Yeah, I think I think uh, we've said everything we needed to say about okay. about uh, <laughs> Forrest Gump. Interesting. Okay, my 
honorable mention is going to be a movie that everyone is all too familiar with. It's going to be, it's a nice day for a wedding singer. And I say it like that because Billy Idol is in that movie. My honorable mention is Wedding Singer. Wedding Singer. <laughs> I got that part. Yep. Wade, you've seen Wedding Singer, right? Yeah, okay. Of course. I just of course. I wanted to make sure. You were very quiet. Yeah, yeah sure. Multiple <laughs> times, uh, I actually am heavily influenced by, what's his name in the movie? Bobby, Ricky, something. What? <laughs> Jimmy. Robbie Hart? <laughs> Robbie. Robbie. Oh, boy. Uh, Robbie. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, he, he gets super Robbie, in, the Ricky. in the middle of it, and I just I can channel that just any any day. Yeah, this movie is fantastic. I'm sure most people listening have seen it. It's uh, Adam Sandler and Drew Barrymore, but you also have, like I said, Billy Idol. Kevin Nealon is in it, who was really big in like the '90s Saturday Night Live um, stuff. Uh, Steve Buscemi makes an appearance. John Lovitz makes an appearance. Brian Posehn, who I didn't know was in it. He's uncredited, but he was in it. And then, uh, so Adam Sandler plays a bar mitzvah. And Michael Schumann is the kid. And I did this for you, Wade, because Michael Schumann is the bass player in Queens of the Stone Age, which I didn't know. Wow, okay. So that's kind of a weird, like, fun fact about that. Wade, obviously you're a musician, so I geared that towards you. Knowing, I'm, I'm assuming I'm not the biggest fan of Queens of the Stone Age, but <laughs> I, I've seen. Okay, so no, this is gonna be too, way too long of a story, and it's gonna be completely irrelevant. <laughs> so I'm just not gonna say. <laughs> um, but but you're a you know who Queens of the Stone Age are, Jim. I'm sure you know who Queens of the Stone Age. Oh, are I do. Also. Yeah, I, I'm. So I mean, yeah, it's. I just thought that was a fun fact. I didn't know that. I was like, Michael Schumann, interesting. And then I clicked on it and I was like, oh, wait. Okay, interesting. And not many people even know that bass players have names. Right. Surprisingly, so they're I'm, just the bass player. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to give him credit where credit is due. Um, <laughs> I've never seen this movie. Oh, man. That's why I've been so quiet because I'm like, I'm letting you have – have your have your have your thing with this one. I just fell back in my chair. That's what <laughs> I was gonna try to go the whole like list with saying anything, but it it came out. Who's the who's the douchey guy that she's uh, hooking up with? Uh oh ah mm. oh, Glenn. All I I do know, fun fact, since Josh, you are a fan of the band Boys Night Out. I am. Uh, the title of their hit single back in the early 2000s. Oh, that's was, right. Wow, what is it? I got punched in the nose for sticking my face in other people's business. There it is. <laughs> great song, great line, great movie. That is great. Um, I was going to mention that <clears throat> a, a funny thing that they mentioned in the movie is that she's engaged to a man named Glenn Gulia, and her name is Julia Sullivan. So her name is destined to be Julia Gulia, which is really funny. <laughs> Thanks for laughing, guys. <laughs> I was trying to remember the follow-up scene where I think Robbie is their wedding singer at their wedding, and he's he says, he's like, introduce it, 
Glenn's marrying Julia. Whoopity doo. <laughs> Something like that. He's like wasted and he's just trying not to be there, but he's getting paid. Julia's his friend and he has to just grin and bear it. And he yeah. just kind of loses his stuff on stage. Yeah. And has a meltdown. And then we uh, we see them on the plane, and that's where Billy Idol comes into play, which is pretty rad. He like hijacks the stewardess or something. Something that's really weird. But yeah, the PA like the intercom. Yeah, yeah. They're like, oh, it's Billy Idol. Yeah, of course. You don't um, talk to Billy that way. So uh, this film was directed real quick. I know we need to move on, but this film was correct uh, directed by. Uh, Frank Karachi, I hope I'm saying his name right, but he also did uh, Click, Around the World oh. in Around the World in Eighty Days, and uh, The Waterboy. Huh. So he is, um, and then he did Here Comes the Boom, which that sounds so familiar. What is that? I think that was the, the Kevin James movie. Yes, it was. He was like an MMA, trying to be an MMA. He was a teacher, and then trying <laughs> oh, yeah. to become an MMA fighter. <laughs> <laughs> Never saw. Only saw the trailer and was like. I'm good. <laughs> that was my exact I'm, thoughts. I'm like, no, I'm okay. I'm glad so I that you love that song. That the title says that. I was gonna say, I'm glad that you passed because it was based off of a POD song. <laughs> Is it POD? Yes. Boom! It comes the boom. Yep. Not. Oh yeah. Okay. There's yep. another one by uh, Saliva that has like it's click, also a, yeah. Oh, click, 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 boom. click, boom. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> Taking a taking a stroll down memory lane. Oh my um, god, dude, you're not lying. Since we're going down the rabbit hole, real quick, uh, have you have you gentlemen seen a, a film called Hustle and Flow? Uh. Uh-uh. I'm yes. gonna I'm gonna tie this all back together. The um, do you remember? This is really obscure. There's a scene where they go into like a a, a gas station or something like a convenience store, and the the clerk behind the counter of the convenience store is the lead singer of saliva. Oh, what's his name? Jody, Josie, Josie Scott. Oh man. That guy is, that's a guy right there. Goofy. <laughs> <laughs> he had the long straight parted in the middle hair yep. and he had like soul yep. patch. Yep. Yeah. Oh, he was, he was greasy looking straight out of the nineties. Oh yeah. Cool. I think that's a good uh, segue to move into dishonorable mentions. Don't you? <laughs> <laughs> 90s uh grunge culture or whatever sorry all of our grunge listeners are gonna be like f you man i would call saliva new grunge yeah you grunge yeah i call yeah. i like to call saliva my favorite band when i was a kid <laughs> Ooh. i think we might have jim kick off the dishonorables for that <laughs> <laughs> damn thanks for like crapping on my childhood hey man <laughs> let's do it cue the music me, because I'm going to be editing it. Uh, Wade, we're going to stick with the same uh, same rotation. Let's uh, let's hear your dishonorable. My dishonorable comes in from the 19. No, I'm sorry. The two, uh, I'm sorry. 2006. <laughs> we're we're going to get uh, there. Com- comedy drama. So it's a dramedy, I guess they call it. Yeah. Um, it's called The Breakup. Starring Vince Vaughn and Jennifer Aniston. Uh, I was not a fan of this movie because it was just very cringy. Every scene, like some best friend, like it's a married couple. Maybe they're not married. They're in a relationship. They live together in a condo. Uh, I believe John Favreau plays Vince Vaughn's best friend. 
and he kind of uncovers and finds out that Jennifer Aniston is cheating on Vince Vaughn. So he then tries to help him get back at her or figure out what's going on. And then they're kind of like weird the whole movie because they don't, I don't think they reveal that they're cheating or, or he found out until maybe midway through the movie. Also been a while. Uh, I, I don't watch these types of movies regularly, but uh, this one just sticks out as very cringy, very dishonorable uh, for this category for me, even though the two stars of the movie are two of my favorites. Uh, I've never seen this movie, so I have nothing to say about it. <laughs> all right. Uh, yeah, I only saw it once. Uh, I barely made it all the way through. It was just very, a lot of back and forth with, you know, her friends are saying this. What should she do? Should they break up? And they oh, end up God, like dividing. Yeah. They end up dividing their entire condo with like black electric tape. To like, this is this stuff on your side is yours. You don't cross over here. So it's just like very childish in a way. They, a lot of very adult stuff going on. Did they do the classic like, oh well, that's over on that side. Well, I guess you can come oh, over yeah. for that. Oh, oh yeah. God. <laughs> yeah, I would. It, it kind of plays out that whole movie in this type of situation. <laughs> I feel like I might have to give this movie a shot, actually. The cast is pretty strong. That I mean, so just because it's a good cast doesn't mean it's a good movie by any means. So I'm not going to, I'm not telling you you're wrong, Wade, but Wade, you're wrong. I think you, you mentioned, <laughs> you, mentioned, <laughs> uh, you mentioned, you mentioned, you're wrong. Oh, no, <laughs> no, <laughs> My one weakness. You mentioned Jennifer Aniston and Vince Vaughn. You mentioned John Favreau, right? Yes, sir. John Michael Higgins, which is a name that you probably would know him if you saw him. Uh, but you also have Justin Long again. Jason Bateman. He hasn't made an appearance in a while, though, for us. <laughs> uh, Jason Bateman, Vincent D'Onofrio, and that's about it. <laughs> but, I mean, I don't know. I'm not going to go watch it. <laughs> well, you just said you were. I, I mean, <laughs> I, I wouldn't personally. I wouldn't give it another chance. I, I said that I may have to give it a chance, but there's definitely movies in front of it that I need to see. Jim, what's your dishonorable? I'm tired. Mine. <laughs> <laughs> From looking, looking at it, I don't know. This one, I guess, is getting a little bit better reviews and than I thought it would be. Um, I'm still not a fan of it. Uh, Kevin James and uh, Will Smith uh, in this 2005 uh, rom-com of Hitch. Um, I don't know, man. I watched that one and I just wasn't into it. It's another one of those. This is what seems to be a recent trend for my Dishonorable Mentions is ones that I've watched. I remember. I don't remember anything about the movie because it just didn't do something for me or whatever. So... This one, I think, actually, like, I don't know. No, I didn't, because, like, referring to the wingman as, like, your hitch or whatever. Um, I don't know if that, like, started all this. But essentially what this is is you've got, uh, like, your suave, smooth-talking, you know, female expert. Uh, Will Smith is helping the goofy, you know, like, quote-unquote less attractive uh, Kevin James try to get you know, the girl of his dreams, uh, Will Smith, then in turn falls in love with somebody. I The only reason I know this is because I just looked up the, the plot summary of it. <laughs> <laughs> I 
so he then falls in love with somebody too but he has trouble in his relationships and so he's struggling to take his own advice and help his himself out in his relationship so um that's the quick breakdown of it but i mean you've got a pretty decent cast on this one as well so will smith ava mendez and kevin james are all the stars of it uh god directed by andy Tennant. i don't know if that name rings a bell for anybody but yeah i don't know man uh i'm looking up reviews and like it's got like popular you know it's popularity 6.6 out of 10 on imdb um i mean it seemed like it did well enough to be considered you know 68 percent on rotten tomatoes which isn't terrible but it's you know i mean it's for a rom-com it's it's pretty decent but yeah i don't know man just another movie that just didn't really just didn't really do it for me i don't know what it was um, I think it had some cringe stuff in it too, with like Kevin James being super awkward because he's an accountant wearing like you know your I don't want to say pastels, but he's got like the the brown like Dwight Schrute shirt underneath like the the like the greenish jacket with the goofy big glasses on and you know the 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 wonky looking tie. So he just looks like the type of character that he's playing. Like I mean, he did they did a really good job at that point, but I don't know, man. Yeah, he's a very stereotypical nerd. Who yeah. Go, like, he, I guess she hires him to be her accountant, personal accountant or something. And then he's in a meeting with all her other accountant type people. And he kind of speaks up for her and he stands up for her like, oh, you, the other older guys in the room are like, you don't know what you're doing with your own money. And, you know, they're trying to just talk down to her because she's a woman. Well, she runs her own business and he kind of just stands up for her. And he's like, you know what? Do what you want. It's your money. And then she kind of is like, oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. You're talking about Kevin James's character? Like, stand in for her? Okay. I think that was after he met Hitch. So he's, like, got an earpiece on the whole movie telling Yeah, they do a lot of that kind of stuff. Yeah, a lot of that cliche, like, I'm going to feed you this stuff and make you act like, you know, act like somebody you're not type of deal. Oh, man. I'm a huge Will Smith mark. So I've seen this movie multiple times. Okay. And I'm gonna have to disagree with your dishonorable, but that's just I mean, me. that's fair. But like I said, I just I don't know, it's a very common thing for me to like not remember like certain movies just because it just something that just didn't click. Um and I remember it I just I've always remembered it not being a great movie, um, for me, but I don't know, it might be worth worth going back and rewatching. It's fun at parts. At parts. Josh, what say you? I've never seen it. I figured. I, I don't necessarily wanna see it. Uh, I will say, you said it was directed by Andy Tennant. I looked him up, and Andy Tennant actually directed a movie, a rom-com, that I wish I would have put on my list and completely forgot about. Um, are you guys familiar with Fool's Rush In? Mm-mm. Uh, it's a very generic name. Uh, yeah. For rom-com. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, uh, it's Matthew McConaughey? Matthew Perry and Selma Hayek. Whoa. Uh, you're thinking Fool's Gold. With Matthew that, McConaughey, that's yeah, who also who also was directed, it was also directed by <laughs> Andy Tennant. Yep. <laughs> wow. Okay. Full circle here. It's just, yep. Fools Gold, Fools Rush In, Fools Night Out, Fools like. <laughs> just kidding. I'd made that up, but uh, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> just fool. Uh, oh, I don't have anything to say about that at all i do have to say real quick though going back to andy Tennant, he did do like a few others 
that like are very you know like recognizable so like the bounty hunter with gerard butler what was the other one i just ran into sweet home alabama with uh reese witherspoon those are both andy Tennant as well so i mean he's, he's a pretty big like romantic like rom-com director ever after with drew barrymore yeah so well gentlemen that concludes our list does it not i'm sorry I've, it, i got lost uh, i got lost in our rotation again no you still need to do yours you're dishonorable oh, yeah, man, i guess i do way out of your i am dang you got <laughs> you're me tired but... oh no uh, i was just i was just tired from being sad because all these movies me sad. Uh, you, haven't, you haven't seen them? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. I'm like the odd man out. I'm like, ah. So, <laughs> I mean, my Dishonorable is a movie I unfortunately did see, at least most of it, when I worked at a movie theater back in 2005. This is a little film called Monster in Law. Oh. oh. J-Lo? Yeah. Yeah. Did you ever see Monster in Law? I hope not. I know, I know of it. Okay, I've never seen it. No. So, it's uh, Jane Fonda, Jennifer Lopez, and then Wanda Sykes is in it. Uh, Michael Vartan Vartan is plays uh, Jane Fonda's son. Uh, his name is Kevin in the film. Kevin meets Charlie, played by J Lo. They are to be wed. They get engaged and all this stuff. And uh, basically Jane Fonda is just a huge bitch and just wants to keep Kevin for herself and not let him marry J-Lo. And from what I remember, it's just a bunch. From what I remember, it was a bunch of like pompous, like, oh, I'm better than you kind of thing. Like J-Lo is a fashion designer. Jane Fonda is like a, a... a newscaster who was having like a who had like a meltdown and i don't know i just didn't it wasn't for me she was so. a monster mother-in-law yeah. monster-in-law yeah yeah it says there like you go. you're getting it you're getting it away you're getting it <laughs> it says like it says like uh um jane fonda teams up with wanda sykes and feeds j-lo nuts because she knows okay, she's, she's allergic to it and it's just like, why do I remember that? <laughs> Jim, Jim, do you want to give the plot to this movie? <laughs> no, no, but that's like the one thing of the movie that I know. Yeah, I don't. I'm speechless because you just feel like finished my sentence. <laughs> you guys want me to leave you alone? <laughs> I think I'm gonna leave. I think I'm gonna leave Jim alone with uh, with monster in law here. <laughs> I just scroll down and it's like written by Jim. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, that's oh wait, I don't remember doing that. Yet. That makes so much sense. I guess it did. Well, it didn't do well on Rotten Tomatoes. It got a seventeen percent, with an average of three point five out of ten. Dang! Yikes! So I'm not the only one who didn't enjoy this movie. That makes me feel better. Yeah. Which really, those, like, go ahead, wait. Those top, those three actresses that are the main. Uh-huh. Wanda Sykes, J Lo, and Jane Fonda. You said? Yep, yep. I just can't. I can't. Can't take it. Can't handle either of them, especially their acting. Jane Fonda is the best of the three, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wanda Sykes, just her voice, and J Lo is just not a very good actress. Yep. 
But then you have people like Adam Scott and Will Arnett in this movie. Yeah, but but even they can't save it. No, that's fair. (laughs) Funny you mentioned J-Lo not being a good actress. She was nominated for Worst Actress at the Razzies for this film. Wait, she was only nominated? She didn't win it? Jenny McCarthy won it for for Dirty Love. Well, congratulations, Jenny. I don't think that's a congratulations, but we'll go with it. Congratulations for your terrible, your terrible award. Hey, she's on, she's still acting. She's on The Masked Singer. She's a judge. She's not anymore, she actually. What? Yeah, she is. No. Is she? Did she come back? Yeah, she's yeah. on season. Yeah, we're watching it through it right now, and she's still one of the judges. Oh, well, she's then. Jenny McCarthy Wahlberg, which, well, fun fact, one of true. the pictures that we have is a, a picture of Donnie, Mark, and one of the other Wahlbergs, who, and she, because she's married to Donnie Wahlberg. That's interesting because. I know that because my. My ex-girlfriend was like knows all that kind of stuff. So, well, I know she. Anyway, we'll, we'll we can talk about it off air. She, yeah. Jenny McCarthy wasn't on Massinger. Now she is again, I guess. But uh, neat. Let's move on, fellas. We are gonna do guess this again because we're trying to work it out. And honestly, we don't really have any other segments right now. So <laughs> we're so. Still a work in progress. Yep. But I'm really excited about this because I got a good film for you guys. I'm going to go first here. And your prize, if you get this right, is going to be the first season of The Masked Singer on DVD. (laughs) Not Blu-ray? Nope. Nope. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Don't don't make me downgrade you to VHS. <laughs> oh man, I just I just got my v, my VCR from my parents' house. So. <laughs> <laughs> on, You're perfect. That's funny. I was I, I went to uh, therapy today, uh, physical therapy, because I hurt my back, and they were having a full blown conversation about cassette tapes. And I was like, "What year is this right now? <laughs> Are you guys ready? Sure. Yes. All right. This film was made in 1997. It is a romantic comedy about a man falling in love with a woman. Imagine that. Oh. <laughs> this film Go ahead. I'm going to give yeah, go. I'm going to give more clues. That's not all I'm going to okay. give you. <laughs> I'm like, "All right, you have to guess." This film stars Ben Affleck. I'm trying to, I'm, I'm trying to give clues that aren't going to give it away because I know if I give you is it Chasing Amy? It is Chasing Amy. Yahoo! Congratulations! I would have never gotten that. And enjoy watching Mass Singer on DVD <laughs> on VHS. <laughs> season one, right? Season one. Yeah. Yep. I didn't see season one, so I'm down. <laughs> oh. That's funny. Did not expect it to go that quickly. All right, you are. <laughs> it doesn't. It feels kind of sucky, right? That's how I felt last time we did this. Um, ben Affleck falls in love with Joey Lauren Adams, who is a lesbian, who, which is like the worst situation you could put yourself in. Ben, what are you doing? She she doesn't like you. Uh, what are you doing, Ben? What are you doing? Come on. And then you go do stuff like Gigli or whatever. Wasn't he in Gigli? Jiggly. G- 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 oh, I was way. like, I have your, I have no idea what you guys are talking. 
What's it? G G I G L I with with J Lo. I like. I, I'm enjoying hearing you guys try to pronounce the name. <laughs> All right, Wade. Since you guessed it right, do you have a a quiz for us? So does it need to be like guess the movie, or can it be about a movie and something in the movie? Yeah, that's fine. Okay, let's let's do it. I am well, down. I'm gonna do a very might be multiple choice. Okay. Little, little, little spicy. I'm better at multiple choice right. than I am fill at the blank. <clears throat> fill okay, the blank. This, is, <laughs> this is a general kind of fully encompassing all rom-coms. So the question is... Hold on. For, okay. What are our prizes? Oh. Prize, your one and only point. Oh. Is. <laughs> let's go with an Apple block. No charging cable, just the tiny block, <laughs> which is essential. Wade is like looking around his closet, like, what can I, what can I do? For so, for like, so, so, so you're gonna. I have clothes in here, and <laughs> so you're so you're gonna give us an Apple block, and we're gonna have to turn around and spend like thirty five dollars on a charging cord. Betcha. <laughs> yep. The name of the game. Excellent. Let's well, do you it. gotta <laughs> have the block in order to charge. The whole thing. That's true. That's fair. I could also just throw the block at people I don't like. <laughs> there you go. That'd probably hurt. <laughs> All right, I'm down. Let's do this. All right, my question is What is the highest grossing rom com film to date? Pretty Woman, Sleepless in Seattle, My Big Fat Greek Wedding, or Splash? I was like, I legitimately thought that like you cut out for a second there. <laughs> I did too. I was like, <laughs> I guess I was we're just like, wait. hello, hello. <laughs> All right, uh, Wade, can you use, can you use it in a sentence? Uh, I can, <laughs> <laughs> but the multiple choices. I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with C. My big fat Greek wedding. See it. I'm not gonna go with C. Uh, I think it's Sleepless in Seattle. And the winner is the winner is. Well, I have to look up something else for this. <laughs> Just, I'm, I'm cross checking. <laughs> God, who who's over there? Is that Steve Harvey? Is that you? <laughs> it is. I knew Pretty that. woman. Oh. I've, Neither were right. Oh, damn. There goes the coveted apple block. My big fat Greek wedding came in a close second. Ah, that's okay. Yeah. I'll... So you went out of the two of us. Not that that means anything because you still don't get the prize. <laughs> <laughs> so in a multiple choice situation where neither of us win, who gets the prize? I think I'll keep the prize this time, guys. <laughs> I need, I need he needs that to charge, charge his stuff, yeah. <laughs> That's totally fair. That's totally fair. Um, uh, the prize will go to the listener that guesses it. So if you guessed it, write into us at, at Liz's podcast and we'll send you an Apple block. Yeah. No, we won't. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Jim. Yes. Quiz. Can you guys hear that in the background? Okay. All right. No. Okay, good. 
Hold on, Jim, Jim, I'm sorry. I, I made a mistake, guys. I triple-checked here, and Josh is the winner. Oh! Ooh. My big fat Greek wedding. I, I looked at the wrong list here, and that is the highest-grossing rom-com to Josh, we enjoy your apple block. I, I will. So good luck with that editing. I'm very sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Fun fact about my big fat Greek wedding. Somehow I think I knew that, but its budget was only $5 million. Its box, o- its box office was $368 million. So they did pretty good. Interesting. And then they released uh, my big fat Greek wedding too, which I imagine didn't do as well as <laughs> the first one. All right. Jim. Uh, my turn then, I guess, huh? All right, boys, playing for a beautiful, beautiful ladybug on a moose is going to be your prize. <laughs> if you guys can guess Ooh. this movie, you will win that that amazing, wonderfully amazing prize. I don't know how you're going to fit the moose in your apartment, but that's up to you. Is the moose alive? Uh, TBD. Is the, <laughs> is, is the ladybug alive? Probably. Are they... <laughs> Friends. Are they friends? <laughs> I, I like to think of it as like the ladybugs. The ladybug is friends with the moose, but the moose has no idea the ladybug exists. Which is the start of all the rom-coms. <laughs> way, to, way to stay topical. <laughs> all right. You know what? I'll even throw in a bunny riding egg. That way the moose knows that the bunny is there. So Wait, is the bunny riding the ladybug? No, the, the ladybug <laughs> is riding the moose as well as the, the rabbit. Both of them are riding the moose. The ladybug is friends with the rabbit. The rabbit is friends with the moose. And, and the I, moose is friends with the rabbit. So I'm just saying, I have questions. <laughs> <laughs> we will answer that if you guess it. And All, right. Get the All, All right. All right. So this, this movie, done in 2002, is based on Burt Kreischer, who went, attended Florida State University. The the movie series that was that first uh, the was first starred by I don't know if I'm saying that right by Chevy Chase, so it's uh, featuring a character who I call, I I wrote down forever college boy, uh, but he attended college for about seven years, I think is what it was. He was a seventh I think year I know senior. The okay, yep. Wade's buzzing in. All right, Wade, Wade. Wilder. Yeah, dude. Yeah. That's it. You got it. Falls in love with a college reporter who writes a news story about him. These are the rest of my clues. Okay. Um, and if you couldn't guess it by that point, then I had it's a National Lampoon movie, and then starring Ryan Reynolds and Tara Reid. So, but yeah, it's National Lampoon's Van Wilder. I love that movie. Oh, dude, it's. it's I think that was my introduction to Ryan. Um, sure. Me, me too. Actually, I think. Well, that one are waiting. All right. I have a serious question for you, Wade. Yes. Am I able to come visit the moose? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I don't see why. You have to also visit the bunny and the ladybug. That's, I mean, yeah, of course. Yeah. Of course. So, yeah, come, come on. Sweet. I will. I'm going to send you guys a picture of the inspiration for that, uh, for that, that prize. Okay. I thought you just made it up on the top of your head. Now it's going to kind of diminish your uh, imagination. A little oh. bit, but that's fine. Oh, it was fun though. Still fun. It was very fun. I think. Uh, I think Wade, you're onto something. I think we might do multiple choice next episode. 
think that's might do what multiple choice. We can do a couple. Yeah, I think that's because it. Yeah, we'll talk. <laughs> I will say that I was very ill prepared for the quiz portion of this of the show today, and I uh, I literally Googled rom com trivia questions and answers. <laughs> <laughs> and that was one, one of the ones that popped up. So wait. You Googled rom-com trivia questions and answers and then gave us the wrong answer? Yes. <laughs> Not once, but twice. Well, like Jim said, this is a work in progress. So, <laughs> Well, guys, it's been fun. We're going to go ahead and wrap up this show because we're out of things to talk about. <laughs> but as always... I appreciate you joining this discussion. You can follow the show at list this podcast on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We're going to get better at posting on there. I promise. And uh, I might actually start posting the, uh, the quiz questions on there as well. So we can get a little audience participation. So look out for that. Uh, for me personally, you can follow me on Twitter at JawsXBird and check out my other podcast that Wade uses his uh, godly voice to announce my fights, Character Fight Night. So new episode coming out soon there, too, if it's not out already by the time this comes out. <laughs> Jim, um, you can follow me at other social media websites. I'm doing it slow. That way I don't cut out again. Uh <laughs> At Hold Majimbles. So follow me at Hold Majimbles. Um, that's on Twitter and uh, Instagram. Uh, Facebook, I'm just, you know, just Jim Matamoros. Um, so feel free if you feel like sending me a friend request for whatever reason. Just let me know how you know me. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I've got, <laughs> I've got a, uh, keep an eye out. I've got another podcast in the works with a friend of mine. Um, we are doing a review podcast called the bro viewers so keep an eye out for that we've got that definitely 100 percent in the works and it's not going to fizzle out like my uh like my let's play yeah pretty much (laughs) so i've actually got backing we've got logos going you know i'm learning how to use softwares and and figuring stuff out so yeah we got that one coming up soon here jim's jim's leveling up his intelligence i'm doing what you're leveling up your intelligence. Yes. Is what you're doing. Yes, I am. Wade, what do you have going on? <laughs> well, you can follow me on various social media platforms. I'm not an avid Twitter user, uh, but you can follow me on Instagram. I have my my voice Instagram, which is at Wade Hunt Voice, and my personal Instagram, which is Wade of the World. Uh, that's also my Twitter handle, and you can find me on Facebook search wade hunt do it now do it thanks again for joining us everybody we will see you next time on list this where we list and you listen have a good night or day whatever you're listening to at this time drive safe